0: This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello, and welcome to this re-release Of episode 130 where we talked about everything on the female empowerment side of property now for any listeners out there property jammers this is not one for the ladies and just the ladies it's one for everybody because we wanted to re-release this partly on the back of International Women's Day last month but also to just keep this message in our industry keep talking make sure we continue this conversation around women in property because It's a really important topic. There are so many more incredible women out there in the field doing the do, but there's not enough. And it's knowing why and addressing those issues and having conversations with our male counterparts that ensures we shine a light on this and encourage more women to step forward and get into what is, as we all know, an incredible industry. So sit back, listen and enjoy we would love to know your views on this so here we go
1: hello. hello and welcome to this week's episode of property jam where we talk about everything on the human side of property and this time we're uh, coming to you on international women's day so it's a close, very close special... to international women's day tomorrow it's like... it's tomorrow yeah. yes. Oh, whatever. Today, tomorrow, potato, potato, you know, what's a, day bet- what's a day between friends?
0: I hope you don't have this laissez-faire attitude to International Women's Day as a whole. Just like, oh, whatever, about whoever, these women. I'm,
1: a- I'm coming to you from a different time zone right now. So I'm International. Technically ahead. I'm-, I'm technically ahead anyway. So True. That's kind and, of
2: my excuse. and what time zone are you in? Are you- How far ahead are you? I, uh, well, I'm-, I'm four
1: hours ahead
0: oh come off it <laughs> i'm <laughs> four not hours quite ahead in, in my brain <laughs> 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 is that all Dubai is four hours
1: four hours yeah four hours
0: Ooh. i didn't know that i thought it was i thought it was more than that but okay so well, there you go yeah i don't think Anyways, that's
1: so let's, let's let's backtrack so international women's day tomorrow And as we've got a a snuggler on the podcast and lots of female property investor friends and developer friends and people in the industry in general and listeners, listeners, yes, um, and trainers, um, I thought it would be a good opportunity just to talk about the industry and how it is for women in property right now.
2: Mm. I think the, the easiest place to start is probably with a woman who knows a lot more about this than than yourself, you know, you and me, Niall. Um, and, but I, I but I know we've definitely got our our tales to tell through our experience of, of working with um, women and what they tell us and what I've witnessed um, mm. happening. So um, we'll come to that bit later on. But Joe, what is mm. it like being a woman in property on International Women's Day tomorrow? <laughs>
0: nice succinct question
1: <laughs> just saved yourself at the very last minute
0: tomorrow <laughs> um yeah well it's a mixed experience I think is a, a, a an honest answer uh when I started back in 2015 I don't think I had a sense or a gauge of of a gender bias or or dominance one way or the other because Uh, We were all trained through uh, an an academy that was led by a a female. So that was my perspective. And most of my teachers were female in the main. So I had quite a female slant on my experience from the jump, but it wasn't until I got into the wilderness and started investing in real life that I realized that it's still, and certainly even back then, was um, a very male dominated dominated industry, um, which to be fair, is no different from any other industry i've ever worked in so you know coming from the public sector the university sector i'd already experienced that but this felt quite different because you are in command of this space so it's having your voice heard being recognized as a professional um, on equal footing with your male counterparts and i suppose when i say it's two sides i'll talk about the negative side first So on the education side, a thumbs up women representation all day long from my perspective. But like I said, when I got out investing, how I was perceived as a woman in property varied depending on who I spoke to. So, for example, I noticed it in particular with estate agents. And we've talked about this before on the podcast where you turn up and because my name is quite, uh, ambiguous anyway I often go by the name of Joe often I would turn up and they would assume I was a boy or a man and they'd be like oh you're female I'm, what in what world is it okay to kind of identify somebody's gender in conversation at the start of chat <laughs> I would never go oh you're a man like that just wouldn't never... <laughs> you know, I get it.
2: I get that all the time you're like oh Matt
0: oh you're, you're a man what <laughs> <laughs> oh boy a man ah got it. it weird, is isn't it to identify so oh you know it'd be the equivalent of saying oh you're black oh um, oh you're short oh you're fat like it's well no, that's just get what that, happens
2: to fair, no, i, I guess all the time in fact um i was in i was in the derbyshire dales on the weekend and i found the most amazing house for miles to live in um over the small door <laughs> very very small door the world's
1: smallest door i think it was
0: <laughs> on instagram
1: I've, yeah, I have had it a few times where I turned up to sites and met clients, that, especially after lockdown, after only seeing people on Zoom. And they're like, oh, you're much shorter in real life than we expected. Oh,
0: really? But <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I suppose people do comment on things. But it's like, yeah, to kind of have it as a consideration as to, you know, an expectation. Or you're like, oh, what does that mean? The fact that I'm a woman and how does that change how we go about this this viewing, you know? And then I there think, was I when think- I was...
2: I was just gonna say I don't think it Go does on. but um you said at the very beginning that this is a very male-dominated industry so mm. the expectation or the um yeah expectation is that it's probably probably more likely to be a guy than a girl and it's it's just quite similar to um to the music industry actually because when you were talking about other industries the music industry is heavily dominated by men Mm-hmm. Um, and from the perspective as a, as a man in the music industry uh you know it's hardly unusual to see um like women just like session musicians you know it's it's almost a bit of a thing a bit of a, um, a, novelty, a, almost. a novelty to have yeah. uh, you know female drummer a bass player um for, for, for example and there are some amazing musicians out there um and the, the, it's almost like it's instrument specific so mm-hmm. there are some instruments that you just wouldn't expect to, to have a, a woman. So like a drummer, you know, that most people don't expect to see female drummers because it's a very vigorous, intensive, you know, job. But, but again, there are some amazing female drummers out there. Um, it's just that perception that people have. Um, and I think so, so when you come into the estate agent going, or Joe. <coughs>
0: Excuse me.
2: Yeah, they're more likely to, to have a bloke turn up than, 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 than a girl. So It goes yeah, beyond that. <laughs>
0: It does go beyond that. So it's like you saying, oh, there's some amazing female drummers out there. Well, of course there are. There's some amazing female everything out there. It's like, it's not a statement that needs to be made. And it's like, it's like saying, oh, there's a amazing male cleaners or nurses out there. You know, those statements don't need to be made. There's just that you either, you are your profession. So, and the difference is, and this is where I pretty much noticed it on the front end the most is there was a perception if I was viewing a property by myself that I needed protecting on some level, So I've told you about when I've gone into lofts before and they're like, oh, you know, be careful. Or if I've gone into a basement, they're like, I don't think you want to go down there. And it's like, why would you say that to, you know, like a a male counterpart? Um, Or, yeah, I've actually been on a block viewing before. This was in Grimsby. And I remember there's this particular property did have a basement. And the estate agent never commented at all when um, there were people viewing <clears throat> who were male. But when I went to go into the basement, he said, oh, it's a bit dark and a bit gross down there. I don't think you want to go down there. I'm like, but they've just gone. Like, Why would it be different to me? So that was the first thing. That is less of a, a thing really, because you know that varies from agent to agent. The thing that frustrated me more than anything in the early days, and it doesn't happen nowadays so much, was when I was walking around with my ex-partner The estate agent would only talk to him. And that really irked me so much because I just, I would try, I was the one who was educated. I was the one that was leading the journey and was asking all the questions, but here's how it went. I would ask a question and they would answer to my ex-husband. And you're like, "Ah." and they're not doing it consciously. That's the thing. This is all a subconscious programming. You can see it but that was that inherent bias that people are wired with so but then saying that when it comes to solicitors and dealing with brokers and you know dealing with accountants never it's not an issue I don't find being my gender doesn't even come into it it's only on the front end and um, yeah I think if I go back to that episode we recorded with Ruth Hobbs do you remember where she who by the way it's her birthday on the day we're Recording this. So happy birthday, Ruth Hobbs from Urban Sister Development. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Um, so yeah, she do you remember the story of the red dress where she said she turned yeah. up, didn't she? She'd had the phone conversation with the agent, and this little sort of minion at the end of the phone was very dismissive of her as an investor and rocked up, and you know, she turned up in that um, incredible, uh, incredible dress, and you know, really had to kind of make that statement impression just so she felt good about herself because she felt belittled on the phone. And it was only upon them seeing her credibility and her social media following and showcasing her projects that they gave her any credibility and when you ask her why was that she said without without a doubt it's because i was a woman you know i just seemed to be lesser on some level so yeah so that's the negative side the positive side um, just, just, I, before, just
2: before you get onto that because yeah. there's yeah. um um a, a similar story that my mum faced Um, I think we have mentioned this before, um, early on in the podcast, where, so when I was doing my very first few projects, and I did uh, three or four with my mum and my dad, so my mum was kind of high powered um, NHS executive, it was chief executive of of an NHS trust in the Northwest. And, um, you know, so she's used to people, well, 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 apart from having dealt with the you know um this whole problem entire life um uh, she got to the end and and had a lot of respect well generally had a lot of respect so she was used to people doing what she says and taking her opinion seriously and then uh, and we're doing projects and then the builder uh this you know got a you know, tall guy from Bolton who was you know nice enough um but again was very dis- dismissive of of my mum and um yeah even though she's the one that's had you know the the age and the experience i was the one that was doing my my first or second project and um yeah so uh, he would ask a question to or she would ask a question to him and then he would respond to me um i literally and i, and I was seeing I'd, I'd never seen anything like it before um it was the first it was kind of the first experience of that for me um i literally had to you know point him back to my mum and say well you know that's yeah, answer the question <laughs> um and i physically i consciously had to do that and it's like because it's not me that has asked the question I asked yeah answer to, to my mum so yeah I'm um, having witnessed that firsthand, it was actually really quite uh interesting because I've been in an env- environment where again gender hadn't been a, a huge thing despite going to an all-boys school um mm-hmm. so I suppose the, the downside to that is that you're used to you're, you're taught to be polite so you open doors for women and things like that which is again I don't some people some women would hate that some people would love that so um uh, i don't really know what the
0: i just think it's good manners regardless yeah. of your gender
2: i suppose actually that's that's true it's just open the door and being respectful to anybody mm. so um uh, but mm. yeah, so I'll throw that in there because um it's the same similar experience to um to, to how you felt
0: mm. and that was
2: regardless of you know age as well
0: yeah, age, that's, that comes in as well, I think, being maybe more so with, with women than it would do necessarily for, for a guy. Um, but it, you, you've given me a flashback, I've completely forgotten about the builder side of things. So again, this is the front end of the business where, you know, you're you kind of, um, you're trying to appoint a construction team. And again, in the early days, before I actually found my two building teams, It was really challenging as a not only a woman, but a really short, squeaky woman, (laughs) you know, to kind of have any sort of gravitas with the trades. And I really struggled with that in the early days when I never forget I was walking around an empty home. It had no roof on it and it would be I'd sort of picked it up through the empty homes officer in northeast links. And I'd met this guy and we were walking around together and exactly the same thing. I was the one asking the questions. I was the one appraising the deal. Yeah, he spent the whole time walking around with Alan and just my ex. And he was just kind of, you know, pointing out to him all the things that needed doing. And, you know, my ex was just like, I I don't really know what I'm looking at here. Like, you know, and it was just he was so dismissive and he had a negative attitude anyway, because he didn't like the idea of it being social housing tenants or riffraff, as he called them. So I instantly didn't like him anyway. But it was just that whole his whole energy was channeled away from me, despite me being clearly the one that was in the driving seat on on the on the project yeah. so it was yeah really frustrating i'd forgotten i'd forgotten about that valuers i have had it with as well I've, i'm having flashbacks now i've had it with valuers as well where they've been so unbelievably dismissive of me and asked uh, questions to my ex when they've been walking around asking the scheme of works and you're like it was it was me <laughs> you know i just i did the scheme of works i handed you the valuation pack that was put together by me and I've I've been the one walking around with you yet yeah, that you would call down the stairs and ask Alan a question. I'm right next to you. And wow. so, yeah, I'd forgotten. I'm, as we're talking, I'm having flashbacks. But I think you, what ha- this is the problem. I think what happens is because we experience it in so many areas of our professional life, typically, um, you become quite weathered to it. And so you're constantly just either succumbing to it or just tolerating it or fighting against it. Um, And I think with situations like that, you you become incredibly tolerant. You know, you just get used to it or you just do that assertive. Actually, if you could direct those questions at me, I'd appreciate it because I was the project lead. And then and only then will they will they fall in line. But yeah, it's definitely a thing. It's it's definitely a thing
1: so um do you think that in the what six seven odd years that you've been in the industry have you seen things changing or improving for for women within the industry
0: yeah I think so partly because I've immersed myself more in a Uh, female community and COVID was largely thanks to that so you know when we couldn't really go out and sort of talk and speak and meet with anybody it forced us all to go online and I discovered that there is a whole community of women out there and we've mentioned them many times um, the UK Property Sisters of which we've had many guests from that community of women Um, and it made me realise just how many of us there are in property but also to the same extent how little there are as well, and 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 hearing the stories and the similar experiences, and yeah, it's 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 a very powerful group, and um, it's women doing incredible things, you know, right from baby by to major construction and development. So they are a powerful voice in our industry, and I think the online community has nothing but grown and flourished, particularly over COVID. Um, And I think it's got more mainstream in terms of its exposure on um, social media, on podcasts, um, at networking events. And I think all of that is really, really encouraging and will continue to do so. In fact, I'm attending two female led events this year, one in November and one in September. So I'm going to the Women's Construction Charity Gala uh, with Helen Chorley in um, we've got like a VIP table somewhere or other. Um in September. uh, And the other one, I actually can't remember the title off the top of my head, but again, it's a it's a female focused and female led uh award ceremony. So it's it's like everything, it's like football. It's taken years for that that sport to catch Mm -hmm. up now. And now it's you know, it's it, it just takes time, but it I see I see positive waves happening in our industry, and women are becoming more recognized. So that's great.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that makes sense. And I, th- and it was a, I, I from from yeah. my point of view, looking at the training and the um, education side of it, I seem to find that it's, um, it's kind of very segregated, if that makes sense, because there are certain groups and organizations that tend to attract 99% men, whereas other mm-hmm. organizations tend to attract a lot more Women, including the, the, the organisation that we came through, it does tend to have a lot more um, female investors. M- maybe I'm wrong, but that just seems to be my perception of it. Whereas we look at some of the development and the, um, the 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 programs that teach people on that side of it tends to be more male dominated, and even our followers on Instagram and or on social in general
0: mm. is
1: predominantly male.
0: Yeah, what's well, the split? So, it's about
1: sixty five percent
2: men, thirty five percent women
1: yeah give or take yeah and it's it's still it it does still baffle me because like obviously we all came through the same training organization but it was that strong female lead that attracted me to the organization in the first place um maybe because of my upbringing coming from um a a family where i have got lots of sisters and a strong uh, mother in the background Um, Mm. maybe that kind of attracted me to it um Mm. And all the people that we've been connecting with, like you mentioned, Joe, on social media since lockdown, these amazing female investors and developers and trainers and educators. It's so surprising that that's still a very small minority. I um, I was
2: just thinking about it. If women are probably more likely to go and get educated first and foremost. Men are more likely to go and um, you know, have a go, dip the toe in the water, think they know it true. all, um, make the mistakes, not talk about it. And then, you know, <laughs> they did it was an amazing thing even though it wasn't. And so okay. it's I, I think I think if you think about the different personalities of, of men versus women, um the inherent general traits, yeah, I think you're more likely to find more women in this environment where and it, it might seem like there's more women in it than there actually are because mm-hmm. lots, of the, lots of the other investors that are out there doing it don't get educated don't get trained they're just out there you know having a go um are probably more likely to be men
0: mm. yeah that's true again again
2: yeah. huge generalizations but uh, probably more likely to be men and therefore um when we look at the stats about how many landlords there are what gender they are it's it's those so there probably aren't that many yeah, well, there'll be accidental landlords out there, but those who are actively investing. Um, are probably more likely to be men, unless they're, and then if they go, get trained, again, women will to do that. I yeah, think that
0: makes sense I think, Yeah, I think and you're when, right.
1: Yeah. Even when, even when we're looking for staff or or people to join our team, like the, that really <laughs> determines whether it's male or females going to apply for it. I'd say mm. we, we applied for a project manager uh, yeah. a year and a half, two years ago now, nearly, um, and we had I don't know maybe sixty odd applications. I'd say we only a handful of them were female.
0: Mm. It's really it's really interesting actually. I think you're right. There's there and you it is a broad statement, but we can speak to it directly. I suppose from a teaching view if there's any if there's ever been major mistakes made or retrospective learning done it tends to be from male students you know, not not just the mistakes made, but like the I've gone in guns blazing, you know, got bought two new bills, got into negative equity, you know, got themselves into a bit of hot water, then come back and learn how to do it. Very rarely would I have a conversation like that with a female student. That That, that is very true. Uh, I think I think what you you say there is right, Matt. Um, so, yeah, the, and I think you can mirror that that whole attitude. Generally, you know, if you look at you know any working uh, industry, so the 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 data out there shows that generally women uh, have uh, nervousness about going you know for promotion or raising their head above the parapet or Put themselves out there, yeah. their, putting themselves out there, because you know partly because I think there is a cultural indoctrination not to, because if you do, you're judged. Um, partly because there's just fear that if you do, you won't get recognized or that you're not worth it. And again, all of that comes from a, a culture of, of, of patriarchy, whether we're conscious of it or not. And I suppose the same can be said of of property. But I do see I mean, when I look out there in our community and I see the amazing things that go on and, you know, women-led projects. And, and in fact, you know, looking at figures like Ruth and her sister, Gillian, um, who in, you know, an Urban Sister Developments and Jess Leader, all these wonderful women that we've had on our podcast and the scale and scope of Project Louise Reynolds, another one doing fantastic things in property. You think, wow, you know, why is their gender even an issue? But at the back of your mind, you think it is because it's noticeable because it's not mm. typically what you see. They are the exception, not the rule. So yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So we least, need
1: more, we need more women in property.
0: We do. And I always say that when I'm teaching. And do you know what I was teaching at the weekend actually? I was teaching a like a capital conversion course. And I was thinking to myself, where, I, we, I was talking about builders and, and man, managing builders, which, quite frankly, I probably could have spoken about for the full two days anyway, because, you know, irrespective of gender, it's just bloody hard, isn't it? They are a, yeah. a breed unto themselves. And, and the nervousness around that, all women, all women saying, why would a guy in the trade take me seriously? It's a fear. And that's partly a fear because they don't know they still feel new to property, so they they don't really understand the language. But that aside, it's the a, a, a female having to deal with a dominant, often uh, male, in a profession that they're not comfortable with, but really having to be the director in that situation and how they step into that role with confidence and clarity. Um, you know, and as you know, I kind of coach and mentor people in and around that kind of stuff, and it's not easy. It's just not easy because there's a fear. Okay. I, wonder,
2: I wonder if there would be again unconscious bias, but um, you know, women only um contractors. I do know some women you know, female contractors, but I can't on one hand. Um mm-hmm. the, um and uh, yeah, there's an Instagram account of like an electric um, female electrician to make a big thing of it and does yeah. quite
1: work. There's very, bit. very few and far between that are in the trade as 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 tradespeople themselves. It's always a handy man that turns up, not a handy woman or a handy person, you know. Yeah. Really good
0: point. And and do you know what? I was walking back from the gym the other day and there was a van, and it actually said on the side of the van alongside their branding that they were a women-led plumbing firm. So it was a, a female plumbers. Um, But their name, I'm really annoyed. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was so girly, such a girly name. And I remember it. I was so pissed off. I don't know why. Like, I I, I almost didn't want it to be. I wanted it to be equal in brand, but kind of make the statement that they were, that was their niche kind of thing. But yeah, I, 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 and then I thought to myself, well, why are you questioning that? There's no heart, there's space for being feminine and girly within a trade. You know, that's, that's a, an element that's, that's novel. <laughs> so why are you taking issue with that? Because, and if
2: it gets them, if it gets them more attention, is it quite a good marketing play?
0: Precisely. It, it and then makes like that, that, sense. Exactly so. So I kind of called myself out on that one and I thought, equality isn't about being the same, it's commanding the same level of privilege um opportunity and respect and so how you go about that is your choice um so yeah it's mm. uh, yeah it's it's, I th- interesting.
2: I think it's interesting to see like um yeah it'd be really interesting to go and do that like, do some some surveys or polls um and ask people you know, do you think a female plumber would do as good a job as a male plumber and see what people's attitudes are and yes. see whether they think, oh, whether there's any bias or not, whether there's an unconscious, actually, you know, a woman's less likely to do a good job, whereas actually they're probably more likely to do a good job because they're generally more conscientious.
0: Um, mm. Maybe more more thorough. But, but again, what sweeping generalisations we're making, but I think... Well, was, course, of I've, course, yeah, as, as I said, yeah, I, I I, like, I, that's I a generalisation. Yeah, A
1: qualified plumber oh,
0: know,
1: is a qualified plumber. They're it. qualified to do the job and they're qualified to do it. It doesn't matter whether uh. they're male or female.
0: I could agree more, but then this, and then this is another argument as well. I was watching something really interesting. Um, it was uh, Priyanka. Um, uh, the, what's the guy? It's the guy from um, the uh, Nick Jonas's uh, part of Priyanka. Uh, anyway, her is it Shetty? Can't remember. Anyway, she um, she's really big on, on on women's lib. But I saw this amazing reel of her talking the other day because she got interviewed by a journalist, and they were t- she was talking about the pay gap. Um, and uh, the gender pay gap, and 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 this journalist piped up and said, "Yeah, but women aren't as strong as men. So you know, how could they possibly be do everything that's the same?" And she said, like, "Oh God, you've just misunderstood this whole argument. It's not about saying that physically a woman is on par with a man because we're not biologically, but it's about competence, it's about cognition, and it's about respect." So, you know, could I physically do the same as a man? No, so certain roles, certain jobs, I would not have the physical strength that would match a man, for example. So I accept that. It doesn't mean that I couldn't do it or I wouldn't do it, but it does mean that there is is a difference there, but it's the perception of who we are in the industry that we choose to operate in and to the level at which we are deemed professional that is suited to our skill level, expertise and abilities. And that's what equality is. And that's what's missing. So, you know, that the idea that a a plumbing job would, you know, your perception of, of how professional somebody would be at plumbing based on their gender. I think that conversation in about 10 years time would be almost laughable. I don't even think it would come up.
2: You know what? All of our bodge jobs and
0: all of our properties have always been done by men there you go <laughs> yep. yeah, and i yeah, I've worked with women, um not so much in the trades so on the design side and the um, technical drawing side, architects. all my architects have been women, interestingly enough, mm. um, and so yeah qu- another question
1: um, then if if we if you were going to tender on a project and you had a female contracting firm in the um tender process would Mm.
0: you
1: would you be erring towards using them over the male contractors just because they're female in the industry
0: do you know what i as a woman in property i probably would i mean i think i would for the sake of you know that allegiance and that want to push the female, you know, um, message for sure. <laughs> I would. However, that would not negate me doing the due diligence on them as uh, as as a, as a main contractor. I'd wanna know. <laughs> you know, I do. I would do all the checks. I would do, irrespective of their gender. But let's just say, it came down to two firms, and on paper they were identical in terms of their eligibility to do the job. But one was female led, and one was male led. I'd give the females a go. I would. Mm. Oh, words. It's
2: also, thinking about it, it's female-led, whereas um, I think the best result is probably a... A, a bag. Yeah, it's it's having the guys that can act quickly because they've got the strength. It's the women that have got the details so they can check what's going on. It's you know, it's probably... You know, in, in reality, a, a, build, a contracting firm that's led by a woman is actually probably, in my mind, probably a little bit more organised. Again, sweeping generalisation. Um, uh, that's
0: really true but I think yeah I think there is so if okay so let me look at this, let's think about one of my construction teams so it's headed up by Ian who I've mentioned several times on the podcast uh, when it comes to the um, eye for detail when putting together things like quotes or doing the VAT return and stuff like that it's his partner he actually relies on to do that because that's just not his skill set but that's is a really that a gender thing Or is it a skill set thing? Because I think that's a personality thing. I actually don't think that's a gender thing. I think that's a personality thing. And I think this is where you get into really... Dodgy territory because I know but, yeah. so many male detail-oriented human beings who are right. just you know cross the T's and dot the i's and you know would love a VAT return, for example. So they're less they're there's there's likely, there's
1: likely to be in the trades, though.
0: But they're less took, likely. To took be the word straight out of my mouth,
1: Yeah, exactly. They're less yeah. likely to be in the trade, and chances yeah. are, the, again, massive generalisation here, but a lot of the trades and construction firms you see probably have a lot of very um detailed people in the background their wives their partners their vas their pas their what? the most
2: most successful ones probably uh, are a partnership generally between husband and wife where the husband is the one going out to do the work and the wife is the one in the background but again i've I've just generalized on um but you will see
1: you will see the the male's name generally on the Mm. firm like Smith and sons it's never Smith and daughters
0: (laughs) yeah yeah but again I think that's evolved I think that's going to evolve I'd love to see more women on the tools I'd absolutely love it um I think because there's space for it um you know so if you look in the world of science and engineering and the STEM programs that have been rolled out by the government over the years to encourage women to get into science technology engineering etc that's a huge initiative I want the same thing to happen in the trade and construction there's space think, for it
2: yeah it comes down to the um like because so similarly to what i are talking about with um, women wanting to educate themselves to get into property but more likely to educate themselves um mm. the same probably is true of you know the, the trades i think if there was a really good push into you know recruiting women into apprenticeships yeah. uh, you know um, school leavers you know that, that 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 type of um trade and it was because they, they probably don't want to go into it because they have a perception of what a building site is like, and it's lots of leery guys um, which that are is. probably <laughs> going to give them shit. Um, so it, it, it's it's more than just because you need to attract them in, which means you probably need the firms that are going to respect them to employ them. Um, so you almost need to set up a, a female-led building company, uh, and then work with a, a college to, to to say to an apprenticeship, I, I want I want ten excellent um women trades in the next two years i'm willing to take them all on quite cost effective as a construction company um and you can start doing really uh, simple stuff and, and actually you could train some really good uh really good trades in in, in i'm trying to solve a, solve a problem here i've just gone 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 ho. um so um, may, maybe that's how we set up our construction company now
0: listen I I have all power to it but I think it goes back way earlier than that and it's about opportunity and recognizing that just because of your gender it doesn't um, limit your opportunity if I think back to school days and you would have been the same the idea of going into the trade for both of you would have been a consideration not necessarily what you wanted to do but it certainly would have been an option available to you whereas it wouldn't have been for me Mm. so you know it just wouldn't have you know, they wouldn't have said, you know, what you could be an electrician. It just wouldn't have been put forward as a as a possibility. Whereas, if you if you introduce women to the possibility of all careers spanning the whole yeah. spectrum of professional skills, you start to embed messages right from mm. childhood that you can be anything you want to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Think about um, the women that do have that skill set end up probably becoming, as you say, designers. I was thinking because um, like design and technology, it, it is there in schools for well, I'm, I'm, again, I don't know every single school, but yeah, you know, things like design and technology, creating, um, you know, using wood, uh, electronics. Uh, as far as I'm aware, girls get that opportunity um, in, in school, and maybe it's not pushed that way, um, or as you say, it, it, it's not the, the accepted thing that they they you know they're they're pushed that way, so
0: yeah oh i mean goodness. woodwork was always yeah. taught by men at school whereas textiles
2: textiles so that's so textiles. that's why you end up you know, with more kind of women designers uh less um, in construction uh, or they become uh artists sculptors yes.
0: um
2: they go more uh, they go more art more, yeah. more acceptable whereas mm-hmm. you know there's something very creative about putting you know, a construction a you know, construction that can be one of the most creative things that you do even though
0: yeah, I, I
2: think Maybe it's because you can't necessarily see mm. that because generally hidden behind walls and, and plasterboard and stuff. But a lot of that, um, uh, you know, that that massive Lego set and Meccano and uh, you know all that woodwork has happened, um, you know, can be very creative to solve problems.
0: Yes, it's it's so technical. You know, being in the trade, regardless of whether it's carpentry, being an electrician, being a plasterer, being a plumber. Yeah. It's so creative and it's so technical. So you get that beautiful brain yeah. balance with those, with those professions. And that doesn't exclude women in any way, shape or form.
2: No, as, as I say, kind of in summary, then uh, a lot of this is actually down to personality types and people understanding their personality types you go with what, you know, how do they work? So the ideal solution is, is having a mixed bag of personalities regardless of gender.
0: Yes, I, I completely agree. Uh, I really do. Um, I think, yeah, the the, the gender divide comes from a societal prescription. It's actually much more to do with your personal passions, interests and skill, skillability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've nailed the problem. Well done.
2: There we go. Problem solved.
0: (laughs) Next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I think this is a great time to be a woman in property. You know, it's, it's brilliant.
2: One of our newest um, partners um, is a pretty much a, a female led company in the Midlands. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's probably why we gel with them quite well.
0: Mm. Um, yeah.
2: Because yeah. we've got we, we do have a lot of women around our business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that actually keep things keep things ticking over. But again, we're no, sorry, we, we've got um non-gender specific uh people with personality types which fit their roles perfectly.
0: There you go. That's ex- and that is exactly the attitude. That is exactly it. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's that
2: yeah there we go. yeah anything else you want to add
0: no just that... yeah probably. Note,
2: <laughs> um, I think the conversation can very much continue on social media but I think it's been a, a really interesting uh, you know, discussion around around this and I think I think the biggest problem is the unconscious bias that's the biggest problem um same, same with uh with racism, sexism is it yeah, has that, that unconscious bias, um, which again can only be dealt with at a at an early age. You yeah. go into the you go into the toy shop and then you've got the boys over in the Lego section, the girls and the dolls, are, and everything's pink. And yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, that still exists. It's a lot yeah. less than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. I know there's um uh, I can't remember what it was, but there's a bit there might, there might be a ban on on gender specific advertising Mm. Uh, is there a ban on gender specific advertising i know there's talks of it and whereby um yeah you're not not, yeah you shouldn't be really putting girls with dolls and boys with diggers you know it's about uh, creating equality so you've got girls and boys playing with dolls you've got girls and boys playing with diggers so you have that um perception from an early age
0: Um, and I, th- I don't think we should ever say, you know, talk about this stuff and kind of ignore, you know, hardwiring in our DNA that attracts oh us, yeah, yeah. you know, by gender to certain things. Like I wasn't particularly. Indoctrinated into pink, but I naturally gravitated towards it as a child. I loved pretty things and tutus and ballet and all of those things, and that was not. Sounds,
2: like, sounds like, is it no? It's just your
1: upbringing as well. <laughs> <laughs> carbon copy. Carbon. There coffee. you
0: go. You see, that's is why we get on. Great, but it's true. And like you know, like my my mum used to work in a nursery school, and she's just like, without prescription, children naturally gravitate towards what they gravitate to. So you know, and but again, that is that's down to your genetics but it's also down to your personality type and your interests. my goddaughter for example she hated pink she was all about blue so you know it's, yeah i've
1: got yeah. i've got nieces and they wouldn't be seen dead wearing a dress or a skirt
0: there you it's, go it's actually attractive yeah, yeah. at
1: bottoms all the way
2: <laughs> yeah oh, they're opposite the kind of antithesis happening already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway
2: on that note um i think that that's us for today so which is a goodbye hey. from me
0: It's a female-empowered goodbye from me.
1: (laughs) That's a goodbye from me.
2: (laughs) Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more
1: on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast.
0: Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast.
1: Or you can email us at Podcast at outlook.com. See, See you on the next, next episode.
0: episode. So there we have it, episode 130. I hope that provoked some thoughts. Uh, it certainly did on our side and continues to do so. Uh, Matt, Niall and I talk about this topic quite regularly. I'm being a member of the Property Sisters UK, as you can imagine, it's constantly in our narrative. We would love to know your thoughts on this. So do please get in touch. How do you think it is to be a woman in property in this day and age? Has anyone out there faced any challenge, witnessed any challenges? And I'm particularly interested in hearing from people who are in joint venture partnerships with uh, say female counterparts and how they witness any different treatment or any stresses or noticeable challenges in the business that seem to stem from gender. Um, So yeah, let's open up a conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Do drop us an email at propertyjampodcast.outlock.com or feel free to drop us a DM on Instagram and we'd love to hear from you. Until the next episode.